0: super talk mississippi media production
1: coleman taylor transmission servicing central mississippi for over 60 years their ase certified technicians offer dependable transmission services a warranty and record services call coleman taylor today for all your transmission needs
2: to all the folks in the capital city metro area love to have you join me tomorrow morning six till nine gallo show we'll start your day the informed way super talk mississippi 97.3
0: Differences to the side and talking about something we all love. In our
2: Roman river, lavish lakes and
1: streams,
3: pines full of the wildest life and
1: possibilities. I see one Mississippi there's a magnolia tree. It's
3: Super
0: Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk, Mississippi.
4: Welcome to Super Talk Outdoors from the Foundation Studio right here on Biloxi's Back Bay. This is where we celebrate every single Monday at lunchtime the world-class outdoors of the state of Mississippi. I hope you're having a great Monday and had a wonderful weekend, although it was wet uh, across most of the state for sure. Certainly that was the case here on the coast. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us on, this, on the powerful Super Talk Mississippi radio network or on Super Talk TV at c TV. TV, but sometimes people are listening on Facebook or YouTube, your favorite podcast. And if that's the case, just I'll let you know this is May twenty third, two thousand and twenty two. Like I said, it was a rainy and windy weekend here, so no big offshore trips for us uh, this weekend. But but weekend before last, uh, we had a we had a terrific time, and I think I mentioned that last Monday. And that that particular trip continues to linger as we grill mahi and amberjack and enjoy the fruits of our trip. Um, we ran about 225 miles round trip from my house here on Back Bay. That's about a typical trip for us, actually. So, you know, when, you, when I t- tell that number 225 miles to the average person, you know, they're they're surprised to hear that we can run that much, but that's how much incredible productive water we have off our coast, and that's what we did this that uh, weekend before last. We had a great crew. My son, Jordan, my best friend, Terry Waldrop, uh, my brother-in-law, Peter Bohanovich and his two sons, Peter Jr., and Nico. Uh, This trip was all about the boys. We planned it for the boys uh, and we literally wore them out. Peter Peter Jr. caught a 57 pound amberjack, excuse me, cobia, and it nearly killed him. (laughs) He caught some uh, amberjack as well. Nico, who's smaller, he had a great test on what we call reef, reef donkeys. Uh, also, you know the the dreaded amberjack as well, but it was a really great trip. You know the fact the fact that we can do that from coast of Mississippi is one of the reasons why I continue to say that uh, that Mississippi is the capital of the outdoors in America. I believe it. Uh, you may find certain segments that are better in other places, but when you add it all together, the dirt, turkey hunting, the deer hunting, the, the 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 duck hunting, the the freshwater fishing, the uh, the incredible offshore fishing that we have here we are the capital of the outdoors and in the united states that's for sure hey today's going to be a mostly fishing show in the second half of the show we're going to be joined by emily joe wiggins from uh, the North Mississippi Hatchery. We're going to talk about a bunch of things, including record crappie. And the first part of the show, we have my dear friend Joe Spragans, who's the Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Marine Resources. He's a retired Brigadier General from the United States Air Force. He, yeah, I I've, I've described him as someone who has reinvented himself a bunch of times. Um, he could have retired and enjoyed life, but then he goes into another career, and then he retires and enjoy, he could have enjoyed life again. Now he's sort of in his third iteration and there's no stopping him and uh, he's a really good friend Joe how are you doing my friend I'm good Ricky how are you today I'm doing great you heard the way I started the show man do we have some fisheries that we can have access to from coastal Mississippi don't we
5: we do we have some of the best fisheries in the world and uh you know uh, and the speckle trout are getting very nice and uh, you know the uh the What we did a few years ago and made the length 15 inches, and uh, it has really worked out, and a lot of people are catching a lot of nice fish.
4: They are catching a lot of a lot of amazing fish. Uh, like I said, you've uh, you've gone through several life's iterations, and I should tell people we're lucky to have you in this role as the Mississippi Department of Marine Resources. Um, you were in a very key uh, uh, role, head of actually emergency well, civil defense is the way people would hear that, but you you had a very key role in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. And, uh, you know, when you live through something like Hurricane Katrina in a leadership role like you and I both had along the way, it uh, it changes the way you lead. It makes you a better leader, doesn't it, Joe?
5: It does. It makes you look at things a little different. And, uh, you know, uh, some of the small things just don't mean a whole lot anymore at that point because there's so many major things out there that you have to look at. And um, it makes you also uh, be a lot more calmer about what you do. And, uh, you know, you can uh, sit back and um, – think about things a little bit because in those times we didn't have time to think and you had to go we back
4: didn't. I, I said this a lot after katrina i think you'll 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 relate to this well you know they say uh, um, that that when the going gets tough i like to add the tough get calm <laughs> so the more stress the more challenge you are the calmer you get and, and you know i think all a lot of us learned that um, we learned that again, like you said, some of the small things we typically tend to you know, worry about, those things don't really matter as much anymore when you're in an aftermath of Katrina. I mean, you really get back to family and faith and your community and you know what we can do to bring the community back again. Man, we saw some incredible uh, leadership after that storm, didn't we?
5: We did, and uh, we're very lucky to have a lot of great leaders on the coast and in the state of Mississippi in general. And, uh, definitely had a great governor at the time, also. And, uh, so, uh, we, uh, you know, he, we, not so good. We still got a great governor. So, <laughs> but, uh, we have one now. And, uh, that, but, uh, they, uh, the, the leadership and, uh, you know, with the uh, Anthony Tapazis and, uh, and some of the others and, uh, that, you know, they just stepped up to the plate. And I mean, everybody stepped up. Every one of them yeah. stepped up and they just, uh, it's always saying, you know, what's in it for me? Is what's in it for for us? You know, what yeah. can we do? What can we do to bring this coast back? And you know, we we picked ten years. You remember that right off the bat? Well, right. uh, sixteen, almost seventeen yeah. years, and, and it hadn't hadn't all come back yet. But we've come a long way.
4: We've come a long way. And the, and I say on my show Coastview all the time that the opportunities for coastal Mississippi now to align around the common issues are 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 really strong today and there's some incredible opportunities even in the midst of this economic situation even in the midst of all the challenges that we're facing after the pandemic there's tremendous um this tremendous opportunity in to Mississippi. The downtown areas are thriving. Real estate prices have never been better. You know, people are you know by the droves are coming in here. Tourism is strong. And now that you're in this role as executive director for the DMR, the, the Department of Marine Resources, you're in just really critical role because if you think about the role that that all of the all of the water plays, whether it's fishing or just you know wor- wor- worrying about it environmentally, you know you're in a really key role to make sure that one of the most treasured resources we have in Coastal Mississippi, that we don't take it for granted, that we take care of it, that we make sure people follow regulations properly. Um, you, you have a you have a good sense of that in your new role, don't you?
5: I do, and uh, you know, I've learned a lot. I tell you what to say, that one of the things that keeps me going every day is I learn a lesson every day. I learn something new about something with the fisheries or something with the estuary. But, uh, you know, we we have, uh, if you think back, you take 2005 Katrina, then you take 2010 oil spill, then you take 2019 to Bonnie Carey and uh, the devastation that it did, and you look at South Mississippi and, and uh, you look at the the estuary, the fishing world, everything else about it, and what what damage was done and where we're at and how we're how we, uh, reacting to it more than anything. Uh, you know, we had a bad situation in the late nineties and early two thousands that uh that we were overfishing the uh snapper. Well Noah took a great stand and said, Hey, we're not gonna we're gonna put this down, we're gonna make it work. And um today we have more snapper than we've ever had that I can that and we're showing records of it. Uh we just did the um the greater snapper count, and it was uh, it came back at about three times of what they thought, around 100 100 million snapper, rather than the 30 million they thought was in the Gulf. And uh, we have a great program that is being run. Each state, uh, uh, when Secretary Ross was in, he gave the states the ability to manage out to 200 miles. We have all managed it very well. Each state has managed their part of it and done a great job. Uh, I still having a hard time convincing NOAA. That we are better at it than they are, but, uh, we're going to keep fighting that fight. And, uh, hopefully, uh, with our, uh, congressmen and senators in Washington, they'll keep fighting that fight for us. And, uh, but, uh, we're going to open staffer season. Matter of fact, next weekend.
0: Yes. Not, yes.
5: This, not tomorrow, but, uh, the next weekend and yes. World Day weekend we will open and, uh, we'll open it. It started, uh, at 0001 uh, on that Friday morning and uh, you can start and w- hopefully we'll have a good season last year we had over 100 days yeah so what yeah. I-
4: I th- Joe Red Snapper is a great place to start because that's about to that's about to pick up now. You know, of course, in Mississippi. There's always this conversation about who's better at managing the fishery: the federal government or the state. When I was in Alabama, it was just an ongoing conversation, as you can imagine, and uh, and I mean, just just a quite quite a fight. Alabama, I think, has done a good job of managing it. When I went over to Louisiana, same situation, same kind of argument. You know, they have slightly different takes on it, but at the end. of the day same kind of conversation that is that noah was uh underestimating the overall population and it was you know obvious it was obvious to everyone when they went out and fished the reefs and in the rigs that uh that you know the fishery had been had recovered really well from when it had been nearly wiped out. Hey, when we uh, come back with uh, Joe Spraggs we're going to continue the conversation about the role of DMR and some of the exciting news about fisheries here in coastal Mississippi. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation. I Mississippi
3: till I'm-
2: Breezy Oaks Ranch is Mississippi's source for local pasture-finished Wagyu beef and heritage pork. No antibiotics, no hormones. Breezy Oaks Ranch Wagyu beef and heritage pork is healthy and has incredible flavor in marbling. Call 601-908-9080 or BreezyOaksRanch.com. Pick up or delivery. You have the constitutional right to have and carry a firearm. If you can't use it safely, confidently, and effectively to defend yourself and your family, it does you absolutely no good. We have classes daily to
5: teach you and your family how to improve your shooting skills, whether you are a beginner or a grandmaster. If you aren't fully satisfied with the training, we will refund your entire fee. Thanks, and we look forward to seeing you at Boondocks. Look us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and visit us at boondocksfta.com.
2: So how do you know if you have hail damage? Not all roof damage can be spotted from the ground. Gallo here from experience. Believe me, you need a pro that you can trust to give you an honest assessment of your roof. There's no better team than Watkins Construction and Roofing. You can trust them to give you an honest evaluation. The Watkins team will answer your call 24-7 and give you a complimentary roof inspection and estimate. We'll count on them to get back with you as fast as the next business day. Financing available. Count on the pros. Watkins, 601-966-8233.
1: Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you.
0: Now more than ever, it's important to keep your vehicle in top shape. Let us keep you road ready at Cannon Eason of Jackson. Our parts and service departments are open six days a week, and no appointment is needed. Nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody.
1: Open Memorial Day.
6: ESI supplied.net It's not if you're gonna have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESI supplied.net Exorbitant pads by the bundle or roll. ESI supplied.net Sockneck boom products, oil gator, oil dry spill kits, and much more. ESI supplied.net. Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at ESISupply.net.
0: Hi, I'm David Frederick, owner of Frederick's Sales and Service in Brandon. For more than 27 years, we've been selling and servicing
2: Exmark mowers here in central Mississippi. Whether you have a city lot, a country estate, or a large institutional property, Exmark has a mower to fit your needs. I invite you to come by
0: and check out all of what Exmark and Frederick's has to offer. With special financing available, we have mowers in stock and ready for you. Frederick's Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment, serving you since 1993.
2: Dino here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Supertalk Jackson 97.3.
0: Leading the conversation on Mississippi's outdoors. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi.
4: Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. Like I said at the beginning of the show, hope you're having a great, great Monday. We're visiting with my friend Joe Spragins, who's the executive director of the Department of Marine Resources. We were talking about red snapper when we went to break. We'll come back to that for a couple of more comments. But before we go any further, I want, if you don't mind, Joe, just give people a sense of the various divisions of the Department of Marine Resources here in coastal Mississippi.
5: Well, we have, uh, obviously, uh, we have our marine fisheries department, which has uh, shellfish, finfish, and, uh, and we uh, op- operate that. We take care of all the uh, species and, and set, set the seasons for each and every one and uh, catch limit. We also have a, um, a coastal zoning, which takes care of all of our, our wetlands areas and, other, and rebuilds them. And uh, we also do invasive species. Uh, we have a near, which teaches people, of uh, uh, education center. Uh, we have a heritage group that looks at heritage across the coast and, uh, you know, and tries to preserve the heritage. Uh, we have our Marine Patrol, which is out there every day and working hard and doing their great job, as they do, to try to keep people safe on the water. Uh, we have a, a lab. We have three labs now that, uh, that are big labs that we can be able to operate and do the things that we couldn't do back in 2019. And now we can do it at all uh, in house. We also have a fishery. You know, you talk about a hatchery. We got one and the old hatchery that used to be here, the Lyman hatchery is now a saltwater hatchery. And we're putting out speckled trout and we're working now to go into, uh, flounder and we did some red drum. So, uh, in, Obviously, the other departments of what we have, you know, we have the, the normal finance and ID and other parts that operate. But uh, a great group of people. About uh, we have about 175 slots here, so uh, that we can fill on a day-to-day basis. And on the normal, around 160, we keep operating.
4: Well, Joe, I tell you, it, we're again. I don't want. I don't. I don't want to seem like I'm overdoing this, but. We, there's something special about coast of mississippi now look we've had our we've had our challenge i remember walking down to uh, what what was left of my pier after the hurricane uh, katrina you know, the, with the chemicals and the stagnation in the water and whatever, and I thought would it ever come back? And frankly, it's amazing how resilient the water is. And then, of course, we had the the Bonacary spillway. As it, recent as last summer, I mean, the amount of rain we had through the spring and into the summer. I mean, we had we had freshwater grasses growing uh, in places that would would be very salt water. You know, near the mouth of the uh, Biloxi Bay, and this is true for the for the other estuarine systems as well. We had, uh, we we're catching bass where we used to catch speckled trout and redfish. I mean, it was just, it was terrible. In fact, it pushed a lot of uh, speckled trout out to the Berry Islands, which, you know, the fishing at the Berry Islands last summer was just incredible, actually. But what we've learned is that the, 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 uh, fishery is incredibly resilient. And if we can just get a little, you know, get a normal weather conditions with no, not too big of hurricanes and certainly not too much rain, it can thrive. I mean, it's your early, t- you got, you got shrimp season about to start coming up. Uh, this weekend and your early tests are looking pretty good aren't they
5: they're looking very good and uh the count's looking good we'll open shrimp season at 6 a.m on wednesday and uh so uh hopefully we'll have some people that can afford to put diesel in there in their boat to go out and be able to bring those beautiful shrimp in and uh should be some uh, great shrimp for people to start out with uh, and maybe for memorial day weekend there'll be a lot of them uh sold
4: yeah. Hey, I had Chris Nelson from Bon Secours. He's the president of Bon Secours Fisheries. And mostly, they're in, the, they're in the seafood business, the distribution business, and they do a lot of oyster business. They have for many, many, many years. And we did a review of the oyster industry from Texas to Florida and, and all points in between. even talked a little bit about Maine and Chesapeake Bay, et cetera. And, uh, Chris, you know, he said that, you know, when you, when you add up the hurricanes and the Bonny Carries fieldway, what happened in Mississippi as it relates to the oyster industry, which just it was decimated. It really was. We, we need a break in that area, don't we, don't we, Judge? We do. And, uh, you know, obviously we, we
5: had some issues that started all the way back 2011 and we started getting back. And then, uh, in 2018 and 19, we had the Carry open and 16, it opened and, uh, but in 19, it really devastated us. Uh, we started coming back, and uh, then again, obviously, COVID came in, and there was a whole lot of things that changed there. But then in last year, as you said, it was just astronomical rains. And, I mean, you know, it was unreal, the amount of rain that we had, not coming from a, a money carrier, coming from anywhere else. It was just the actual rain. And it, it does a number on those juvenile oysters. Uh, but uh, we're still fighting it. Uh we're, we're trying to get more people involved in it. Uh, we have uh, legislation now to give them some more up to starting July the 1st up to 3,500 acres. They can lease on bottom and do their own orcharding. And, uh, we also have the off bottom and off bottom going great. And, uh, so we're trying every way we can. And I tell you what, uh, we, the, it's not a lack of trying.
4: Yeah, hey, he, uh, Chris talked about the own bottom efforts in Louisiana that have been very, very successful. And he also pointed out. That the off-bottom, the cage growing that's happening here. I liken it to what I saw when I was in Croatia a couple of years ago. Right.
5: It's,
4: it's amazingly successful with Mike Arguelles and uh, the work that he's doing with his French Hermit Oyster Company, right. uh, and and, w- and what the market is for each of those and whatever. But I'm excited about what's happening with aquaculture. The, I mean, what you look at a you look at an aquaculture uh, oyster in Coastal Mississippi. That is a that's a that's a good oyster, buddy. It is
5: it is a wonderful oyster, and uh, and you know we're we're doing a lot. Yeah? I mean, you can go to the Mike here over there. You know, he does quite a bit and has his own uh, reefs. Uh, then you get Jennifer Jenkins and them. Uh, I was over at Jennifer's the other day. You know how many oysters she goes through a year? Thirty million. Wow, <laughs> thirty million oysters go through that process a year. That's a lot of oysters, and yeah. uh, and they're coming from all over the place. They're not coming from yeah. you know, but that, they that's they're still out there. And then, you know, you just have to work them hard and you have to be, it's a, it's a process just like growing corn or anything else. You know, you got to be able to do it.
4: Yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta be able to do it. So we've talked about the, the work to help with speckled trout. You know, one of the things, one of the things would be interesting to learn more about is that when uh, we had all this rain in, in our bays, and this is, this is true for all across the coast of Mississippi, it kind of changed where shrimp, you know, the shrimp situation, the small fish situation. So the bait situation changed. It would be interesting to see how quickly it pops back. Where, where are we this summer? Do we see the bait coming back like we expect, like we would expect in a Normal situation, or it's going to take a little bit of time. Uh, I personally don't remember experiencing uh, a rain, a sustained rain event over so many months. Uh, like we experienced last summer. Well, have you, as your folks talked about the bait situation in the bays and how long it might take it to come back? It, it
5: seems to be coming back a lot quicker than we expect, expected. And uh, that's just like the crabs, you know, where they, they went way down on that and then now they have come back and uh, doing a great job. Uh, the crabs are growing and we're having a, a lot better process there than we thought. The one thing that, uh, you know, the, the small shrimp, and, uh, you know, of course the shrimp move in. And move according to what the sun, the moon is. You know, the moon yeah. and the tide makes it move. And uh, and so uh, that's why we had to open the season. They, got, they grew a lot faster than we thought this year because we <laughs> haven't had as much fresh water. And, yeah. uh, you know, things have worked out. And that, I believe that we're going to have some good seasons. Uh, I, I'm hoping that this fall we'll be able to have some moisture season. And uh, so that'll be great. And, uh, and once again, the other thing we're working on with USM right now is flounder. You know, flounder's got a little bit harder than it used to be to catch. And, uh, you know, uh, not as many. So we're working to try to work with them to do a program and grow more flounder and turn them out into into the Gulf. So uh, yeah, we're looking at everything that we possibly can.
4: I'm excited about the flounder situation. You know, my family and I, we've always enjoyed floundering and soft-shell crabbing along the beaches. And my son Jordan, who's a lawyer here on the coast, he, he'll he'll go out once or twice a week and just check it out. And he, he, Joe, he's caught it a couple of times, incredibly well. With a steel, and most people don't realize this. When the water this kind of settles down, and there's not a lot of wind. Um, man, the water can be crystal clear. Along the beaches, I, I've got a I've got a, a video that I posted at the Super Talk uh, Outdoors Facebook page showing just how clear the water was. He limited out, and he was still seeing flounders. And he actually, he was picking them up with his hands. The water was so clear, and holding them to the camera, and then then letting them go. But uh, man, when it's when it's owned, it that is a great thing to do with your family because you can take your kids with you, and and it's just it's just a lot of fun. I mean, I I, I love driving down Highway 9. And seeing those lights down there at nighttime, I bet you do too. I do.
5: And uh, and another thing that we just did other day, uh, matter of fact, it was Tuesday, I think, this week or Wednesday, Wednesday morning, we uh, took the old Hermits, which was the uh, U.S.M. boat that there were so many people uh, was trained on over the years, and uh, we sunk it out in uh, in the Gulf in one of our fish havens. And uh, so we got another uh, another uh, refuel that's starting for mm-hmm. us. So.
4: I, I love the evolution of the reefs off our coast. You know, I I spend, you know, we, whether from FH2 to FH7, which is a little bit deeper, the fishing there is incredible. There were times when you could go there many years ago and, and just, you would be lucky if you caught a snapper. But now you can go there and just about for sure catch a, a snapper if you do it right. That's exciting. And, you know, one of the great things about being in Alabama is getting a sense of their offshore uh, reef system, which is Extensive, Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. I want to see Mississippi do that, and I'm, I'm excited that, that we're moving in that direction, and that's a big goal. Hey, we're actually out of time, Joe. It's been a pleasure to catch up with you, my friend. We'll have you back on a regular basis during the summer.
5: Well, thank you very much, and we wish everybody uh, to be safe and uh, have a ha- happy fishing.
4: Yeah, no doubt. Stay safe. I always end my show with that, actually, so you did it for me. So have a great, uh, have a great day, my friend. And when we come back, we're going to continue the conversation with, uh, with, uh, with another good friend who loves the outdoors. We'll see you after this.
6: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 20% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, high near 82. Tonight, mostly cloudy conditions, low around 67. Your Tuesday, a 70% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 87. And for your Wednesday, showers and thunderstorms in the forecast, high near 85. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin, Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin, Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871.
3: Love, it's not the problem, right, guys? It's shopping for that diamond. How do I know I'm not getting ripped off? I just want my money's worth.
4: Give us just 10 minutes at Jennifer Jewelry Company, and you'll have the knowledge and confidence you need to buy her the most beautiful diamond. And if she doesn't say, wow, this is the most beautiful diamond I've ever seen. Bring it back for a full refund. I'm John Ravenstein. And I'm Corey
3: Ravenstein. and We are Mississippi's direct diamond importer. With ten times the selection of
6: diamonds
0: you'll find in average jewelry stores. You see, the world's finest diamond cutters come to us. So there's no one else between you and your diamond. We guarantee the best price in the state. Here's our promise. Give her a Junikers diamond. And you'll not only get your money's worth. You'll also get wow.
6: Juncker Jewelry Company. Mississippi's direct diamond importer. From anywhere in Mississippi, we're at 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and online at JunikerJewelry.com. Juniker Jewelry,
5: because love can't wait.
3: Protect your home and office with Havard Pest Control, a family-owned and operated business for 75 years. Havard provides termite and pest services with free quotes, low monthly payments, free recalls, and unmatched customer service. For
2: more information, visit HavardPest.com.
1: Dot com.
3: I'm J.T. Mitchell, and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. More than 78,000 pounds of baby formula has been delivered to the U.S. from Europe. amid a nationwide shortage. Lucas Tomlinson with the story.
1: The first U.S. Air Force C-17 landed in Indianapolis, carrying 78,000 pounds of formula to fill half a million baby bottles. The pallets were then offloaded onto FedEx trucks waiting next to the plane. It's the first time in history the U.S. military has launched an emergency mission like this to rush critical nutrition to millions of hungry American babies. Normally, the military flies aid like this to countries devastated by war or famine or natural disaster. And a Mississippi
3: teen has been charged with murder just hours after graduating high school. Authorities say 18-year-old Justin Robert Coggins of Caledonia allegedly shot 33-year-old Dustin Hoffpower during a domestic dispute. To keep up with all the latest in Mississippi, find us online at (laughs) supertalk.fm.
2: Power outages are a detriment to workplace efficiency and production. A Taylor Power standby generator can provide instant protection from those power outages. Call Taylor Power Systems today at 601-932-5674 to discuss the right standby generator for your business. That's 601-932-5674.
0: This is Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi.
4: Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I tell you, I really enjoy visiting with my friend Joe Spragans. What a what a great leader he has been for this state. His, his leadership of the Department of Marine Resources has been outstanding, and uh, whether it's with the National Guard or in his role that he played after Hurricane Katrina, he's always been a terrific leader. He's always been a good friend and someone I've enjoyed working closely with. In the community, because he's such a nice guy and he's so dedicated to Mississippi. And like I said, he could have retired two careers ago, but he chose not to. So he's still, still kicking and screaming. And well, actually, he's not a screamer. <laughs> As we pointed out, when the going gets tough, the tough get calm. And he's one of those calm leaders in the in the face of big challenges. Just the right guy for the job. We'll be catching up with him during the summer, and uh, stay in tune with what's happening at the Department of Marine Resources. Such an important role as it relates to the coastal mississippi fishery now going to shift gears i want to invite into my friend emily joe wiggins and she's coming to us from the visitor education center at the north mississippi fish hatchery um, and she's the director there how are you doing emily joe
7: I- i'm doing great how about yourself
4: I'm doing great. Listen, when I was when I was growing up, we would we would periodically. And this is a long time ago. I, I was born in 1957, and we we moved to Mississippi when I was like in 1960 61. So I consider myself a native. But I remember really early in my life going to the Lyman Fish Hatchery and and the and the impact that it had on me because I, I was I was raised fishing and enjoying the outdoors. But I just remember the the role the fish hatchery had in. And making an impression on me but you hear that all the time don't you
7: i do uh i've been here 13 years and it's so interesting to hear people come through uh which our facility the hatchery was put into operation in 2006 and the education center followed in 2009 so we're still a fairly new facility compared to other hatcheries but i hear people all the time They'll come through. They say they've been to a hatchery here, there, and they come through just to see because now they have kids or grandkids and they want to share that experience. And basically, you know, they have their memories and they want to create these new ones with, you know, this generation. So, no, so, I so hear so many stories.
4: Yes. Yeah, so, Emily, Joe, for people who don't know where the North Mississippi Fish Hatchery is located, tell them tell them where it's located.
7: Well, we're located uh, obviously due to the name North Mississippi. We are right off of Interstate uh, I-55 at Exit 233. We're adjacent to Enid Lake. In fact, you can see Enid Dam from our parking lot, but really? you can see us from the interstate. So we're very easy to get to. We're located. We're very, very accessible to the public.
4: And you were you were born and raised not
7: far south
4: of there, right?
7: in a large town oakland mississippi like i said if you blink you miss it but i uh, grew up fishing hiking archery all of that so i i had that experience and i'm glad i did so many today we see youth that don't and so that's actually one of our missions here is to try to connect or reconnect them to the uh, to the outdoors
4: yeah I'm, I'm excited about the department of uh, uh, wildlife fisheries and parks and their commitment to youth and you think about whether it 's shooting sports or whether it 's uh, bow and arrow or whether it 's you know fishing programs I mean we 're talking about thousands and thousands of kids engaged. I mean when they made a goal to say you know the key to our future the key to the future of outdoors when you think about outdoorsmen like me like you we, we through our license fees and other things we do we, we help pay for making sure that we're conserving this great resource we need more kids to be involved so they'll then teach their kids and and make it generational just like you and i learned it but but that's exciting what's happening with our youth isn't it
7: it is and we get that the opportunity really to see that i remember we had we do a lot of school groups too and one story that really sticks to me is i had a group of second graders that came in and they saw the aquarium we have a 10,000 gallon aquarium and they just went crazy over the aquarium and we really couldn't talk much with them and then the teacher got me to the side and explained it was their first trip outside their hometown they'd never seen an aquarium they'd never been to a park or anything and so for us to get to be that you know first encounter was a rewarding experience and so when we found out about that we just basically kind of took off of their experience and added to it. We fed the aquarium, we taught them about fish, and the teacher later on told me they talked about that for weeks because they or their parents hadn't had that connection, so they didn't. So to be able to be, or have the opportunity, let me say, to be their first connection with the outdoors is a tremendous experience.
4: Well, I love, so, uh, you know, whether it's my family or my friends or you know, extended family's kids, or some of my close friends' kids, I love to see the outdoors through their eyes and i never you know what's interesting is i never lose the passion for it you know what i mean i'm i'm all i just as i get older maybe i notice things a little bit more maybe i appreciate the moment a little bit more but when there's a a child in the mix to see it through their eyes keep keeps me super motivated to want to Make it the best it can be, so they can enjoy it. And and as an educator, I could hear I could hear the enthusiasm in your voice as you shared what it was like to sort of ex, you know give this experience to them. That's that's super special, isn't it?
7: It is very special. And when you have kids or families that come through, and then later on these kids come back with other members of their family, and they repeat word for word, you know that okay, we're fostering that because they are the future stewards of our state. They're going to be conservation's future. So to be a part of the future in the present is a remarkable thing.
4: That is neat. So who taught you to love the outdoors?
7: Oh, my mother had me outdoors. Um, We were part of a community, a small community of people. You either love the outdoors or... You didn't have much options because it is a like a farming community we're located here next to a a giant reservoir so those were actually the experiences or the resources we had and i'm so thankful for that because so many today they are connected but not always to our natural resources so i was very grateful that i had that experience growing up and i'm sure you you did too
4: I did, I did. I often say about the outdoors that it literally saved me. It did. Uh, so, you know, rather than, you know, gallivanting with, with, uh, with others, I'd, I'd just soon be fishing, and you know, it, and it, again, it saved me. It really it saved me. And you know, kids today have have the iPhone, and they're they're very engaged on the iPhone. And so, when you take one out in the, to the outdoors and see them not reaching for their iPhone and see the sense of amazement that they're still able to have, now, in other words, they don't have to have an iPhone to feel a sense of amazement. Right, man, that's the one thing that you know. If you're going if you're going to pick something that could save our youth, <laughs> it would probably be getting them into the outdoors more. You agree with that?
7: I, I totally agree. And like I said, I, I was fortunate. Um, that's why we we tried to teach we tried to teach all visitors of all ages and abilities about obviously we're focused on the fishing and aquatic side here, but on our natural resources because so many that don't have that connection You really have to not just tell them the facts about things uh, outdoors, but to answer the question or give them a reason, why should I care about it? And then when you introduce them and show them all the benefits and all the whole new world, basically, then you are doing your job.
4: You know, I noticed uh, that in some of the notes that you and I were looking at, that you guys have uh, added vintage lure collections to your exhibits. And what, what's cool about it is, I'm I'm looking at some. As I'm in my fishing and hunting room, and I'm looking at some vintage uh, lures right over there that are that are uh, framed. Um, our forefathers. They've kind of figured it out. I know that high tech's kind of the rule of the game now, but some of that old stuff works great, and it's collectible, isn't it?
7: It is very collectible. Have you ever been to our facility before?
4: No. No. Then you
7: need to come. Uh, we yeah. actually just expanded that lure collection. Uh, so many people get the Mississippi Outdoors magazine, and I I knew that a lot of people were subscribed. But I guess I didn't realize how far-reaching it was because uh, an article went out a few uh, issues back about the lures of the past, focusing on our collection. And I had a gentleman call me from Fort Worth, Texas, right after that, and said, I just read the article. He had a a vintage hummingbird trap that was in mint condition with the box still intact. Uh, A few days later, another gentleman came in. He had his father's collection, read it. It was actually supposed to go to Bass Pro, and instead he uh, sent it to us. They still had the original boxes, and... This is part of their family's history that they are giving us. But we have so many different types of lures now, and most of them are in excellent condition. So, yes, they are highly collectible. And some people still use, of course, you know, the more, this is where where the modern uh, equipment came from. This is where it all started. And for us to have that, and it's so interesting to hear people come through, anglers or gentlemen with their grandsons came through, say, hey, I had this or this is what I fished with. Uh, and things like that. We have a very large collection, and it has expanded since that article went out. So we are very, very excited.
4: I had this image. I had this image as you're talking, and uh, we'll come back after the after the second half. We can talk more about this. But I remember taking my grandfather's tackle box when I was younger and just opening it up and studying each lure that he had in there. And I, mean, I might have been six or seven years old. I just, I just remember it. I remember what they looked like. I remember some of the names of those lures. So when someone comes to an exhibit there, they look at they look at these lures. And I bet you it conjures up all kinds of, of old memories. But we'll come back to that when we get on the other side. I'm, I'm having a terrific conversation with Emily Joe Wiggins. She's the director of the Visitor Education Center at the North Mississippi Fish Hatcher. We'll see you after this break.
5: To this land called home I breathe Mississippi Till I'm
0: This hour of middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back.
6: This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree?
3: We believe that life is precious and must be protected. But Congressman Guest voted twice to give $1.1 billion of your tax dollars to Planned Parenthood, the nation's largest abortion provider. I'm Michael Cassidy, and my promise to you is that unlike Congressman Guest, I will never vote to give even a penny in taxpayer funding to Planned Parenthood. I'm Michael Cassidy, a pro-life Republican candidate for Congress, and I approve this
1: message. Paid for by Michael Cassidy for Congress.
3: for the largest selection of Kenda tires in Mississippi. While you're there, don't forget Gateway's ASE certified mechanics are trained to diagnose and repair your car or truck with honest customer service. Gateway Tire and Service Center offers lube, oil and filter changes, engine diagnostics, belts, hoses, brakes, wheel alignment, and of course, tires, just like Kenda, designed for your journey. Gateway Tire and Service Center supports Mississippi outdoors, and of course, we go the distance for you yourself with everything you need
0: to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM. Super Talk Mississippi. Live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the outdoors. So let's talk about it. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. It's cuts and walls and falls.
4: Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I'm having an incredible, I, I love this show because I get to meet people like Emily Jo Wiggins. Who is uh, coming to us from the Visitor Education Center at North Mississippi Fish Hatchery? We were talking off the, off the air about all kinds of things, like for example, in nineteen fifty seven, the year I was born, when the white crappie world record was caught at Lake In en- and we come back to that in just a second, Emily Joe. But you know, I mentioned about these lures conjuring up all these memories from people. Uh, you see that, I guess, every day, huh?
7: we do we see that every day and hear the fishing stories and of course so many fishing stories are similar but then you have those special ones and of course you also have those stories that grow every time they're told but that that's the way it's supposed to be that's one of the experiences of the outdoors
4: it, it, it really is world record crappie that's still hanging out there isn't it you gotta you gotta you got the uh, uh, so people can see it
7: we have the original mount here and people come from all over the country to mississippi for sport fishing but for crappie fishing in particular in this area i actually had a gentleman from missouri he came through and he asked me did we have any good crappie fishing down here i said sir i can safely say we do because he was bragging on his wall back home he said he had a pound and a half mounted and i couldn't help it i said sir on our exhibit wall back here, we have the five-pound, three-ounce world record. He said, they get that big? I said, sir, we don't mount a pound-and-a-half crappie down here. We eat those. <laughs> that's,
4: a, that's a great story. That is a great story. Hey, I noticed there's some fishing poles behind you, and you guys have some kind of veteran uh, event that's going to Tell me about that.
7: We do. This is time of year we have our youth fishing rodeo, but after the kids are done, we, uh, we open it up to certain groups, facilities, for those with special needs, and we have our veterans group coming. They're coming back. They've been here before, and now that we're able to to do these events again, which we're so happy about, uh, they're coming back to fish. And this, we, even if staff are not scheduled to work, we all volunteer for that because it's so rewarding. Uh, The last time we had the veterans group here, and I'm sure you've experienced this too. When you're out there fishing, there's going to be this giant fish that you've been trying to catch, trying to catch. And when you finally get it to the bank your line breaks or it gets off. Well, that happened last time, and the same veteran uh, told the caregivers there to tell us he was coming back to fish and catch the fish that he lost last time. So he he has his own fishing stories, and uh, we do have some new residents coming as well. So we are looking forward to that. It's an opportunity for them to, uh, they may have been fishing in the past and they haven't been able to, to go fishing again. And that, like I said, is a rewarding experience for us. We all volunteer for that just because it's an it's a facility it's an area where they can do it safely and still enjoy you know what they that, that is,
4: that's that's so that's so awesome that you guys are are trying to be a great outlet for so many different people. That is that is so cool. You have, you know, of course, you, you tend to walk in visitors, you, as you mentioned, you do with school field trips. You've actually got some statewide art contests that you're doing as well. Tell me about that. We,
7: we do. Uh, that has been a program that has just grown in, in size and its outreach. We've had students this year from all across the state. We're talking from Ocean Springs up to Tishomingo. Uh, we have several, several hundreds this year and the foundation actually sponsors this. The winners are going to get uh, gift cards to Bass Pro. They're going to go in Mississippi Outdoors magazine. Uh, We have four different age categories and this year we have seen so many different wildlife species. Everything ranging from of course white-tailed deer but we have different species of insects. Uh, just the, it's nice, as you mentioned before, seeing a child, uh, seeing the world through their eyes or the outdoors through their eyes. This is an opportunity for us not only to see the talent we have in our Mississippi young people, but this also connects them in a way, a different way with the outdoors, and we can see the outdoors and what they see through their eyes.
4: Yeah, I'm a, I'm privileged to to uh, the show to be, you know, the title sponsor for the show is the foundation. We call it the foundation, but it's really the foundation for wildlife fisheries and parks. The reason why we don't say that every time is because people confuse it with the Department of Wildlife Fisheries and Parks. But the foundation that raises money and helps sort of fill gaps for the department and is very involved in youth programs. And just the one you just mentioned is a great example of that, isn't it?
7: It is, and it's and like you said before, there's so much that uh that has done so many different areas of outreach and this is just uh, another one or maybe just a, a different way to reach them so that they way, they can go outdoors and capture it in their own unique way and we get to see that and it's amazing and i just can't wait for everyone to see what we're seeing right now
4: that's awesome well, tell me about the Bassmobile.
7: The the catch company uh, created this bass mobile as a way to introduce people to the outdoors. Uh, It's a very, it's like a large vehicle that they have reconstructed to look like a largemouth bass. And there will be uh, family games. There will be a bait touch station. This is actually the first time we hosted it, so I'm curious always to see, you know, what we're going to have.
4: That's exciting. Hey, listen, Mary Jo, we'll have you back on again. You have a wonderful personality, and I bet you do amazing in your in your job because you have so much enthusiasm. But this has been Emily Jo Wiggins, and she's the Visitor Education Center director at the North Mississippi Fish Hatchery. It's been a pleasure, my friend.
7: It's been great to be here. Thank you for having me.
4: Thank you for joining us on Super Talk Outdoors this week. Stay safe in the outdoors. Have a great week and we'll see you next Monday.
5: Till I'm there in gone
3: just killin' I'm carry on Mississippi
0: A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production